0: All right. Welcome, everybody. Glad that you were here joining us today uh, for another edition of uh, Mentor Connect. Uh, we didn't meet last week, obviously, because of Thanksgiving. But uh, anyways, hope you guys had a great Thanksgiving break. And uh, today's uh, today's topic, really, we're just kind of running through uh, the network notes. Uh, everybody has, we all have networks here in first priority. And uh, a lot of times, guys can't make it, you know, for various reasons. And so this is actually going to be all about just simply rolling through those notes rolling through just kind of the things we talked about in our network meetings and uh giving you the ability to say hey i know i missed out what did i miss out on well now you can actually just kind of watch this and know what what was going on so um anyways one of the things obviously we do every network meeting is uh we just kind of go through god stories and so uh, things that happen on campus, and so what's happening in your world, what's happening on campus, and uh, so, uh, so uh, yeah, do we have any stories, anything you guys want to share?
1: Yeah, so I was talking with um, one of our campus mentors today, and uh, up in Sebastian, found out that uh, we got a new middle school uh, club going at Sebastian Charter, and they are actually Killing, it. They meet before school, running about 65 students. They're just getting ready to start their first cycle of EPIC, and he already has an eighth-grade girl that's going to be sharing the first Proclaim Week next uh, Tuesday, a week from this coming Tuesday, actually. And uh, pretty excited just seeing students get excited about uh, reaching their campus, reaching their, their friends, and so um, just a lot of good things going on on campus with students. Pretty exciting to see um, eighth graders step up, share
0: the gospel like that. Pretty, pretty impressive. That's good. That's good. Good stuff. That's good. Yeah. One of the things, one of the stories that we had uh, coming out last month was uh, uh, Park Vista High School's kid named Brandon shows up and, and uh, um, he actually got invited by some friends who were invited by, an actual first priority student, and um, he comes in, and and gospel was shared, and and he was just talking about how, you know, he's just kind of been dabbling in drugs and just kind of looking for that hope, looking looking for that escape, and and uh, here's Jesus, and that was all he needed, uh, and uh, he he accepted Christ, gave him a Bible, and and uh, come to find out, a, another first priority student gave him a Bible, uh, like a couple months before, and uh, and so it was uh, really kind of cool to. Uh, to meet him and and uh, get to know that and and that was just a really really cool uh, story that kind of came out of that. So, um, uh, good stuff, man. Hey, Steve, I see you're on, man. You got any uh, any uh, campus stories? Can you guys hear me? Yeah.
2: Uh, I I can tell you that like yesterday I was at a, a club and we had a it was a middle school and it was Proclaim Week and it was a 12 year old girl giving her testimony and it was gut wrenching a in a good way. I mean, she, the, the joy and the love that she had for Jesus was so evident. It even, it made the, um, the faculty sponsor, it brought her to tears and it was like, I, I got a, a great picture of what we could be like when we, when we start raising up more leaders like this who truly love Jesus and, and, um, and have a relationship with them. I can just see where we're gonna, where this is gonna go.
0: That's fantastic, man. That's, that's and listen. At the end of the day, that's what we want. That's what we want to see happen. Uh, we want to see our students uh, leading the charge, not just like, "Hey, I'm leading a game," but actually getting up and sharing their testimony, sharing the gospel. Uh, and uh, it's it's those are more powerful. Sometimes, and just kind of inviting, you know, your youth pastor to come, uh, but getting those students to really step up and say, hey, you can share the gospel. You can share Jesus and, uh, in, in the midst of a big group. And, uh, and that's just, that's fantastic. Uh, that's what it's all about. So we all try to lead to, we all try to be student-led clubs. And uh, on the back of the network notes uh, is, um, uh, is, is this. It's actually just a little bit of our student leader commitment form and uh not sure if you can see it or not but uh uh anyways here's the thing we all want our clubs to be student-led and we want our kids we, we want our students to lead we want our students to do this as their peers as their campus we tell them hey you're a missionary on this campus and so we want them to be that and so one of the things that we want them to do is is number one go through that student leader commitment form uh we have issues we we've actually we talked we had we had a an, we had a uh, you know, we had a video call, you know, a few weeks back, where we kind of talked about this issue. We talked about the importance of student-led and students doing it right. And so, uh, so that being said, go through with your student leaders, go through that student leader commitment form. Uh, it'll be a, a just a, a great opportunity for them to really see and catch the vision of what First Party is. Uh, there's been times when students have gone through the campus the student leader commitment and they realize, Oh, this is what it's all about. And so, uh, so anyways, make sure they go through that. They understand, they know it. Um, but and put them into trained up, make sure that, that you let your area coach, uh, know, uh, your director know, Hey, here's, here is, here's my student leaders. Here's their emails, put them into trained up, make sure that they kind of go through that trained up process. Uh, they're going to get a little bit deeper into what Epic is. Equip week and proclaim we can connect week. Um they'll really catch the vision. They'll see it and and uh, it'll be a great opportunity. That way everybody's on the same page. We want everybody on the same page, which will be really, really good. And also making sure that they're using the three-week planner. Uh that has been one of the best things, is probably one of the most underrated tools uh that first priority offers it, for students is that three-week planner. Uh, we always say if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. And so helping students make sure that they uh, roll through that. And uh, so uh, that and also, you know, making sure that the EPIC plan is engaged. Um, you know, students learning, uh, living out the gospel, you know, sharing the three crown story, the gospel's being proclaimed. Uh, students are getting connected to church. Um, so so we got some guys in here. I uh, let's talk a little bit around. How is the EPIC plan being engaged? What are some of the results? What are some of the things you're seeing from a, a real positive standpoint of the, of the strategy of Epic?
2: Hey, can I jump in? Let me, let me jump in real quick. And I, I want to backtrack just a little bit about what you were talking about with the student leadership and going through training. Sure. And that is like one of the things that happened yesterday. It's like, you know, I'm talking to the kids and, and whatnot. And one of the leaders, student leaders, I said, hey, so what church do you go to? And he's like, well, I actually don't go to church. i'm like what (laughs) like why not you know where where do you live you know and i started you know inquiring and i brought and and in this particular club there's a pastor who um leads the club so i brought him over and it's like hey you got charles here who wants to go to church let's make it happen you know and i put them together and i i say this to say that you can't I don't, at least personally, I don't believe that you can have a strong leadership team if you don't have students who are actively involved in a church ministry. In church. Absolutely. In church. You know, uh, a youth group preferably, but definitely in church. And for this guy to be representing first priority and, and not even having any semblance of church in his life, or with his family, it's like that goes a long way. we got to do something about that. Now, I'm not saying that as a negative. I'm saying that, that this is an opportunity. So if you have kids who want to step up and be leaders, now the mentoring begins, you know, in terms of like, okay, let's do the process.
0: Absolutely. And that's the whole point. We want students to connect to the local church in being able for – for, for student leaders to be active in their local church, uh, not just go occasionally, but be active, uh, be active in their student ministry, be active in their church. Uh, that's what we want to see happen. We want students, we want their friends to connect to church. And so by them being connected, they're able to help their friends connect. Uh, but, but, uh, but, man, Steve, you're right. We want students to be active and engaged in their church if they're leading, if they're leading in our clubs, we need that to happen. Uh, because if not, then a lot of times things happen and, uh, you know, you know, issues pop up. Um, they don't understand, you know, they start diving off the deep end. They don't understand really what's going on. And so making sure that they're connected to the local church is vital. Uh, it's vitally important. Yeah.
1: Well, I think one of the things that I hear over and over again from campus mentors and from student leaders is the Epic strategy is helping us accomplish that more because of literally a, third of our time is about connecting students to church. You know, every third week is about is about that connecting point. And so one of the things for us is constantly making sure that we're tracking through the strategy because it gets to lifelong disciple making for these students. If we get students connected now to a church, it's going to carry over when they go to college, when they become adults. Um, you know, the fruit of ministry of student ministries, most of the time isn't seen for a decade. You know, where's that student when they're 28, 29 years old, and they're they're living an adult life now? Are they still following Jesus the way we demonstrated it to them? And that starts, I man. Getting them into church is really step one uh, in a lot of ways of that. So, yeah, I think the epic strategy just helps us stay focused on that. And the more that we maintain using the strategy. Um, it's going to go a long way to helping students get connected and, and plugged in where they get the broad picture of what church really is about, as opposed to really the very narrow focus that we can do in a first priority club. We can't do everything the church does. And so we've got to constantly partner with that church, uh, to make sure students are being discipled that way.
3: Yeah. One thing, one thing I would just add to our conversation is when you're dealing with, uh, new clubs, you know, clubs that, uh, you know, you have students, you want them to be student leaders. Obviously, they're Christian students, because that's why you're in the school. Um, but you have situation where, like, they just, they just have no clue. Maybe it's because the church they go to, they, they haven't seen certain things modeled. Uh, I know for me personally, you know, I, I wouldn't know how to really talk to people and reach out to people, uh, to, to even ask them to come to a, a, a club meeting or something, unless I saw that modeled by my youth pastor, Chris Lane, right? And uh, I saw that happen just yesterday. I was in a club. And we were doing kind of a bigger event outside. We kind of moved it outside because it was nice and cool, and we knew there would be people out there. And uh, the students really struggled. The student leaders we have, which are great students, uh, they've been a first priority even before they got to the high school right now and a middle school. Um, But, you know, they they just just never had it modeled for them what it looks like just to – just to invite people for some pizza and, and some games, like their own friends. They just didn't know what to say, what to do. And so by going with them and kind of modeling it with them, it kind of helped because they did some things that were a little goofy. And I said, okay, we just did, you just said that to these guys, so maybe next time try this. And, and it really helped out. And by the time that we were done, not only did you know they feel a little bit more comfortable, But we had gathered up about 20 or 30 additional students to come hear the gospel. But it was through those students reaching out to the different groups, like on the patio. But like they didn't even know how to do it. They were like, what do I do? Like, okay, I'll serve pizza. That's the only thing I know I can do. And by the end of the day, now they felt more confident, confident doing the things that they need to do. And we let them do it. It wasn't like I was walking around the whole way. It was them. So it was very exciting to see that happen, but it starts with us modeling it and bringing them alongside with us and doing it because there's a lot of things that a first priority uh, club leader should be doing and could be doing better. But, they, we can tell them, but they don't necessarily get it a lot of times unless we kind of guide the ship, unless we kind of stand alongside them and show them how it's done. So I would say any part of the strategy, whether it's doing the epic part of it, whether it's reaching out to their friends, uh, whether it's a three-step planner, uh, those are things that we don't do for them, but we model it and we do it alongside of them. And that really helps student leaders really get the most. And it gives them you know, a lot of confidence because when they do it and then they do it well, they're like, wow, that worked. Let me do it again. And we've seen it happen over and over again in clubs that I've been involved in. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, I think that that is especially true in a middle school club. Middle school students, a lot of times have no way or no background of talking to others at that level. And modeling that is the first step of discipleship for them. And then it carries on over and over and over again. Um, that's gotta be something we do in every aspect of it. Equip week, we've got to model it, you know, all of those things, we model it, we bring them along. we let them watch us, we do it with them. And then we let them do it. It just is that growth process all the way through. That's where it's got to start with us. It starts with us. And uh, we've got to be very intentional about that. Absolutely. Yeah,
3: Yeah. that's,
0: that's what Jesus, that's what Jesus did. Uh, you know, Jesus, you know, when he saw his disciples, you know, those disciples, those he picked out the first thing he just simply said was follow me, just follow me, you know, just be with me, watch me, watch how I do it. Uh, you know, going through that process. And then as, as they began to grow, as they began to grow in their walk and in and their, they're seeing Jesus do it. Well, then he started to release them to do that. He started to send them out. And then when he ascended to heaven, he said, now go, go and do, go and do uh, what I've taught you to do. Um, and so, and I think one of the things that, that's vitally important is when we're allowing students to lead, the danger sometimes can, uh, can, can begin with this kind of issue where we see things not going quite the way we want them to. But, and so, so you know, we as adults, as, as, you, as student pastors, we, we kind of feel that urge to kind of jump in and kind of take it over. And so I think the thing is is for us to have a little bit of restraint and allow the students to do it. Allow them, you know, even allow them to fail at times. Um, but if you allow them to do it and they succeed, Mike, just as you're talking about, that now really just brings a lot, just some great confidence, um, but gives growth and gives leadership opportunity, uh, gives leadership development. Um, I think that's one of the things that that really is, is, you know, having the epic plan, the way it's laid out, um, scripted from top to bottom. Um, I've had so many people say, we're so thankful this is scripted. I'm able to hand it to, you know, my seventh grader who's leading for equip week or connect week, and they're able to get up there and actually do it. Uh, and it's kind of this breath of fresh air uh, for a lot of our mentors who sometimes are They're just kind of frazzled and just kind of coming in anyways because their phone's ringing off the hook and then they've got meeting right afterwards they're thinking about. And this now allows them to just kind of say, hey, I can just simply pour into students to help them to lead, to help them to lead better.
3: Yeah, the only thing I would say, you know, just kind of going along with what you just mentioned, not just now, but even before, is that first, you know, when we talk about, you know, mentoring and all that kind of stuff, it, it really it really makes everything a lot better when we're all speaking the same language. So like you mentioned earlier, getting everybody in trained up, making sure they go through that process, making sure they've seen the website and what Epic stands for. So when you're having a conversation and you are modeling, you're not modeling from a completely like, wow, I've never heard or seen of anything of that before. Mm. And of course, the other thing is, you gotta let people fail, right? Every single one of us, every single person listening to this has done something and done it poorly and failed. But because of that failure, right, we've learned from it, and now we are who we are. And I think sometimes Absolutely. we forget how it was that first time we got up on stage, that first time we got in front of a classroom, the first time we try to ask somebody to, to do something. We forget that and remember, man, that was so terrible. It was way worse than most of what our students are actually doing in our clubs today.
0: Absolutely. I, I, remember, I remember a kid, uh, you know, uh, not last year, year before, uh, got up and and he was charged to share the gospel at the last proclaim week of the year, and uh, I mean it was it was probably one of the worst gospel presentations I've ever heard. Uh, but six students came to Christ. I uh, listen, the gospel just it, it, it just penetrates it penetrates the hearts of people, and uh, no matter how you share it, but you know the regardless is is we're proclaiming the name of Jesus um, that you know we're we're getting students to do it, and uh, you know the great thing is is that you know we're seeing incredible results over 20 years we're seeing students who you know accepted christ in club who are either in ministry they're serving as missionaries or they're out in the business world doing whatever they're doing and they're they're serving jesus and uh you know and that's the kind of that end result that we always try to express to mentors is that those students who are leading in their first party clubs I and mean, those are kids you really kind of don't worry about after graduation you know they're they're, they're con- they've taken ownership of their faith and they're serving, and they're leading, and they're moving, and it's, and it's really setting them up for success uh, in in some of those ways that, that we don't really measure. Uh, we you know we don't measure okay, what are the leadership skills that these students are grading? Uh, we don't measure okay, what are they doing after high school? Uh, what are they getting involved in? And so, but but we hear these stories after the fact um, down the road where we hear a hear a student who was involved, and they invited friends, and you know maybe they shared the gospel, but they led in their club and. And they're just they're just doing amazing in life, and uh, they're leading their families, and they're involved in church, and so, uh, and so it gets us fired up, right? It gets us all excited when we see these things happen, and so uh, one of the things we talked about it was basically it was our um, it was our connect time at the beginning of this month. Uh, we talked really about energy and enthusiasm. Uh, we talked about really just investing into that uh, in our clubs. And, uh, we, you know, we talked about people, we talked about food, uh, using themes, you know, the location, you know, Mike, you talked about, Hey, we moved outside. Why the weather was cooler. Uh, it was kind of, Hey, let's go outside today. Let's not be in the classroom. Um, uh, that kind of stuff. So man, guys share a little bit, maybe some of the things you've seen over this last month of, uh, just some different ways that, that clubs have kind of used some different ways of bringing some energy and enthusiasm to their club.
1: Yeah. So one, um, one thing that's been a little different, it's not a huge deal, but we did tacos instead of pizza for a proclaim week. And you would have thought that the students there had never had a taco before. They were super excited about it. It was like, Oh man, this is awesome. Um, it was just a small change and it was necessitated just out of timing because we couldn't get a pizza place open early enough. But, um, they were super excited about it. So, I mean, just a small change makes a difference. Um, the other thing I saw was uh, at a middle school club, uh, they finally got permission to hang posters. And um, I was at the club. I showed up kind of towards the end uh, just to see what was going on. And they were walking around the school hanging up posters, super excited to be able to share that with their, with their friends. Uh, it just created an energy level. And, um, they were, they were looking forward to, Hey, people are going to see this. We got to be ready to talk to them and invite them and get them here. So those kinds of things are, they they're small. They don't seem like they're huge deals, but they build excitement in students and, uh, it helps them to kind of propel forward into what's coming next.
0: Absolutely. You know, Mike, Steve, man, what you guys got on that energy enthusiasm, maybe some things you've seen over the last month that, uh, uh really just kind of hey that was really good we saw just uh, we saw the energy level rise or students really get fired up about. It.
3: yeah i mean just to give you a more detail on what we did <clears throat> we normally meet in this like third floor room at south aid high school um and it's like on the opposite end of campus from the entrance and there's like thousands of students that go to the school and so it's always been a challenge so we talked about it for about a month and a half hey Where else could we do the club? And we talked about, hey, can we do it under that pavilion over there? And so, of course, we had to go. We had to ask some principals and make sure everything was cool because it was after school. Um, And and so, and we were able to do it. And what was amazing was um, the energy was interesting because it was, there was a lot of students that that were invited just from that, you know, group right there that was like on a hanging milling around after school. But there were a lot of students that were looking for the first priority club, but couldn't find it before. And so I talked to at least three or four, and I know some other guys talked to some some of the other students that like, they're like, oh, I want to come now because I've been kind of like wanting to come, but I didn't know what was going on because the school's so large. We'd have to have a thousand posters just to put them in every single place where people could see them. And so just by being out in a central location, it actually added more believers to the club as, and also it added. Uh, you know, a lot of opportunity to share the gospel. There was some track team there. There was a basketball team members there. And uh, we were able to make sure that they actually heard the gospel because normally they wouldn't go to a club after school. So that was a great way to just kind of mix it up. Um, I did another club where we did donuts, kind of like what you said. Uh, instead of tacos, we did donuts after school. Man, those kids were fired up about those donuts. Of course, that was middle schoolers, right? They'd love, you know, anything sweet. Um, and, and so we've, we've done uh, those kinds of things. And one of the thing that, that I've been doing uh, lately, and I'm sure some of you guys have done this before, but it's kind of fun, is like what I do is like when we play a game in the beginning, maybe, we'll, you know, whatever, whoever the winner is of the game, I'll actually give them either like if it's a team of people, I'll give them an entire box of pizza and say, Hey, you guys can go ahead and sit down and eat the pizza now. And everyone else kind of waits afterward to eat the pizza. So it's kinda of like, wow, that's really cool. Or, you know, like hey, you grab a couple donuts, you get a box of donuts for you and your friends, and then there everyone else, don't worry, there's plenty, you'll get them at the end. So it's just kind of like, wow, that's cool. Someone's sitting back there eating the pizza. And by the way, it keeps them quiet. You know, obviously some wouldn't stay around if there was everyone got pizza, but it is nice to keep at least one group quiet. So just a couple things to change the energy. People are like, "Really? I get the whole pizza? That's crazy!" You know. And of course, we we tell them to share it with their friends, and they always do, which is a great, uh, great thing to see. Absolutely, I think coming up this month is a great opportunity in December to,
0: you know, really capitalize on it's Christmas. You know, how, you know, throwing that big Christmas bash, Christmas party. Um, you know, white elephant gift exchange, uh, you know, you know, taking taking the invite cards and attaching candy canes to them and passing them out to their friends. Uh, you know, some of those things. I, I know one of the things that uh, you know, two things that uh have really popped in this last month. They got a couple of schools that want to uh um do Gorilla Christian Day, uh where they can invite some of their friends that have questions. You know, they have you know that you know kind of have a lot of questions. And so um now granted. Palm Beach County, we have PBA, we got professors that, you know, have the ability and the, and the want to, uh, to be able to come on campus and just kind of like, you know, hey, you guys got questions. And, you know, we got guys who are apologetics, you know, experts. And so they're able to sit up there and just answer any question that's there. Um, and, um, and it's just kind of thing outside the box. You know, these kids are, you know, one of the things is, is you know, they, they, they don't know how to answer questions. And so, having somebody that you know is is very well versed in apologetics and kind of billing it is kind of like, hey, you know, you got questions about Christianity? Well, we got we got an expert. He's going to come in. He or she's going to come and share, and uh, you can ask whatever question that you want. And uh, and so it allows for allows for conversation and discussion um, at times. Um, uh, and uh, so, but you know, but it's got to be monitored very well um one of the things that uh, you know, one of our high schools kind of does it on a regular basis and so what they do is they have students actually have like they give them three by five cards write your question down on that card instead of like just in a random like okay who's got a question you know you get a kid that can probably raise their hand oh why why does the bible say homosexuality is wrong or you know they kind of go through a lot of that stuff um that can really you know, cause some, cause some angst and, and maybe get back to, uh, back to a principal. So kind of filtering through those questions, uh, that would be appropriate, um, in that setting versus just saying, Hey, just open forum. Um, uh, those, t- those things can cause problems at times. And, uh, and because we've, I've seen it happen with another school, uh, where it was that and the guy was not very well versed apologetically and said some things and that club got in trouble and uh, is no longer meeting on that campus. Uh, so when those things happen, make sure that there's, you know, Hey, you're filtering the questions and you have the right person uh, there answering those questions in that forum, um, uh, which is really good. But, uh, but also too, uh, a couple of our schools actually combine with FCA uh, youth for Christ, they combine and do a, a big, massive end of semester proclaim week. Um, which is awesome. It's showing unity on campus between the clubs. Um, It's showing that, hey, we're all here. We all have the same goal, the same mission of reaching our campus with the gospel. Um, Just everybody has different veins and how they do it. Um, But uh, but bringing that energy, bringing that excitement, uh, location, um, you know, different food. Man, if your club's on a Tuesday, why wouldn't you not do Taco Tuesday for Proclaim Week? you can promote that like nobody's business and everybody's going to show up. Oh, Taco Tuesday in room 308. Um, they'll show up for that. And uh,
3: so Where's it's always the best always place good. to buy tacos.
0: Best place to buy Taco Bell, man. <laughs> Taco yeah. Bell. It's like at the end of the day, it's Taco Bell. Um, but, uh, hey, so our time is, is is wrapping up. And this was some of the stuff that we talked about in our network meetings. And uh, But really want to say that, uh, you know, hey, guys, thank you so much for being on. And, uh, this will be up on the website Uh, amongst all the other ones that we do every Thursday, 10 o'clock, uh, right here. You can jump online and be live, or you can go back and you can watch, uh, watch them that are archived on the website. That's firstpriority.cc forward slash mentor connect. And, uh, so you guys can go there, see all these videos, catch up, find some best practices, ways to do it. Um, and maybe even have some questions answered uh, at the same time. And so guys, thank you so much. And, uh, we'll see you next week.